Welcome to episode 13 of Booty and Bossy Eat, Drink, Net. And in case you were wondering, is 13 a lucky or unlucky number? We did a little bit of research. I would emphasize a tiny bit of research. (laughs) On the Google. (laughs) On the Google. (laughs) So it sounds like Western idea that the 13th is an unlucky number. I guess the quick answer is it depends on if you are from the Western culture. And we learned that 10% of the U.S. population has a a fear of the number 13. And people will avoid marrying or traveling or, in the most severe cases, even working. I like how they said that. (laughs) In the most severe case, like getting married... And traveling is not as severe as working. They think it comes from a Norse myth about 12 gods having a dinner party in Valhalla. And then the lovable trickster, Loki, who was not invited, came along. So he was the 13th guest. And he arranged for, is it Hodor? H-O-O-R, but there are accents on the O's. Okay, so the blind son of Odin and Frigg. And he arranged for him to shoot Baldur, who is the son of the god Odin and the goddess Frigg. I feel like we're getting into the weeds. Wait, so they're brothers. So he got the brothers to shoot each other. Now, see, you know what? Okay, what can we learn from this? First of all, you should just invite everybody, okay? Because every time you don't invite somebody, you know what happens? They get pissed. (laughs) And then they come in like, isn't this a story of Sleeping Beauty? And they didn't invite the one witch and she came in and gave the curse. And then the other ones had to be like, well, maybe we'll just have you sleep for 100 years. Nothing ever good comes of excluding people. I think that's our message here. Right. And they would have gone with, they included everybody. They could have had more than 13 and they wouldn't have this problem. I mean, sheesh. So, and Baldur died and then the whole earth got dark. See? Bad things. It was a bad, unlucky day. (laughs) And then, of course, you have the Christian association, which is that Jesus's last supper there were 13 individuals because he had 12. Everybody invited, but one kind of bad guy. Although, I mean, that was kind of what they had planned. Right. But I do have to say, when we were talking about our tween episode for episode 12, our sort of prepubescent, in the life of our podcast, we have now entered early adolescence. Yes. So... I don't know what that says other than this is going to be awkward. This is going to be awkward as we've already demonstrated. (laughs) The other thing about the 13th, I think that's kind of interesting though, is that the Friday the 13th is a particularly unlucky event. And that seems to have also associations with Christianity that it's like good Friday which is another thing good friday not so good right you know friday yeah we could we could be in here forever with wikipedia (laughs) i know (laughs) this is just demonstrating that 
a little bit of knowledge can lead you down a deep rabbit hole that we probably don't want to go down. So speaking of last suppers, we had a most excellent family reunion. First summer that we were able to get together, which was a couple of years ago. And Bossy, being Bossy, thought that it would be a good idea that we each took on like a night of cooking, which sounded great, except for pretty much Bossy was the only one that did the cooking. (laughs) It was a great idea. I will say I got the idea of everybody being responsible for one night of cooking from my husband's family. But the tiny thing that I had forgotten was that there's six kids in his family, which works out perfectly for one night a week and then one night for pizza. There's only four kids in our family and two of them weren't there. (laughs) So that meant it was Booty and me and then it ended up being mainly me. Um, well, <laughs> yeah. Well, and I had a lot of knitting that I needed to do. Mm, <laughs> it was really so important. <laughs> so I should say that when our other siblings came for the couple nights that they were able to come, they did bring stuff and make stuff. Yeah. Bodie was very good at making drinks because as we know, she has an extensive bar, which she brought with her. And so she was very good at keeping me liquored up while I was making various things for dinner. But, I to recall you were also making the cocktails, but that's great that you thought of me. <laughs> I, I remembered you, see, this is the problem with memory. I remembered you making cocktails for me. Okay. But this was a recipe. We thought this would be good for this time of year because people might be thinking about summer family reunions. And this actually is a recipe that meets all of our various criteria on booty and bossy eat, drink, neck, which is first one pot check in that column makes a lot check in that column. It is something that everybody likes. When I did this for my husband's family, we had a lot of little kids, a lot of ungrateful children running around. They all loved this. There there really wasn't anybody that didn't like it. And it makes a lot and it keeps well so that you can make it, you know, and have it for lunch the next day. So I first made this with, I'm big Ina Garden fan. And this was in her cookbook, Ina Garden, Cook Like a Pro, Recipes and Tips for Home Cooks. Bossy gave me a copy of the cookbook, and here's what she wrote inside. By the way, this is in like silver paint pen. (laughs) I did have one of those special silver pens at that point. Yes. This is quite excellent. So it's like shimmery here. To Booty, let's work through this together, doing one recipe a week in 2019. I know, not another project. Love, Jenny. (laughs) And we really did that. No, we didn't. Because we're full of good ideas, but then poor execution. So, yes. So this is from Ina Gardens, Cook Like a Pro, which Booty and I were going to work together. (laughs) <laughs> also this is 2019 so 
four years ago. Four like years. That's an entire high school career for one of our children. But this is on page 55. And basically, it's pork pasoli. The pasoli part comes from the Spanish word for hominy, which is the corn. You buy it in cans and a couple of cans. It's kind of like a soup stew, but then you pour it over tortilla chips. (laughs) And if in your family, the tortilla chips last long enough to make it to dinner time, which doesn't always happen in our family. We asked if the Frito-Lay people are listening. Yes bags bigger and they did not i know i just feel like they're not listening those frito-lay people but anyway so i I first tried ina's recipe and i do have to say i've written in here in my copy which you know i like to write in the cookbooks it says great but very underspiced ina what were you thinking the, the original recipe calls for a tablespoon of minced garlic, a teaspoon of chili powder, and a half teaspoon dried oregano, which considering that you put in a pound and a half of lean boneless pork loin, cut it, chopped up into half inch dice pieces. So what I started doing, and this is my change, is basically to marinate the pork in a sort of spice rub a tablespoon of cumin, a tablespoon of chili powder, a teaspoon of oregano. I I put in, you know, a couple of garlic cloves, a tablespoon of salt, and then about a teaspoon and a half of pepper. And so I put all that stuff together and I make a rub and then I chop up the pork. I get the pork loin that comes in the one that's got like two of them together. I think it's usually more than a pound and a half. I think She's having you use only one, one and a half. One and a half. Yeah. It's, I wound up with, I think it was more than two pounds. But but that's the nice thing is that as long as you have enough of the spices, you can make a really big, if you want it more heavy on the pork, use more pork. Yeah. We actually eat a fair amount of pork. And I always basically look for when those, double pork tenderloins are on sale at the grocery store. You can usually get them if they're on sale for six or seven bucks and they're like maybe three pounds. So I buy them when they're on sale and I put them in my freezer larder. The freezer that does not have the round ice cubes. (laughs) But it does have a lot of pork in there. I don't know about you, but I do miss when we were growing up, we had the coffin freezer in the basement. It was just a freezer and it was the size of a refrigerator, but it was like a coffin. Yeah. <laughs> Mom would say, could you go in there and get a, a pound of hamburger meat or whatever? <laughs> there were also things in the very bottom of there that you didn't want. To yeah, have. it was huge. I mean, you could definitely fit a body or two in there a cow well and i think that's why they got that big freezer is because dad knew somebody that butchered a cow and they got a quarter of a cow so we had all of these various cuts of beef wrapped in white butcher paper remember butcher paper which by the way is terrible for freezing things because you know what it's great for is 
preschool art. Always use the butcher pit because it's like really thick. <laughs> Put that on the easel. It's great. Anyway, we digress. I would suggest that this will be a recipe that I think will become a staple. And you will want to have the pork loin in your freezer. And then you will get it out, thaw it. And then basically what I do is I put it in a Ziploc bag with all the spices. And I let it just sit in the refrigerator for a day or two to kind of get all those nice spices. And then I saute it in some olive oil. And then you add two cups of yellow onions and a yellow and an orange or red bell pepper. Again, whatever's on sale. Wait, I think she says you saute it, you take it out. And then you start again with the onions. Yeah, I don't do that. I was going to say, why? Yeah. Why do it that way? I kind of brown the pork. Yeah, she does say transfer the pork and any liquid to a bowl and set aside. I do not do that. I just cook the pork in the oil with all the delicious spices. And then I add the onion and the yellow or red bell pepper. And you cook that for about five minutes until the onions soften. And then you add six cups of chicken stock. She suggests homemade, which is <laughs> nice if you have it. I have to say, I don't think this recipe, because it has so many things, it's got the pork and the spices. And then you also use a 12 ounce jar of salsa verde. Mm-hmm. This is another thing that I have started keeping in the larder, especially when it's on sale. Recently, it was two for $5, so I bought Mm -hmm. two. So, you know, the chicken stock, this has so many things in it, and wait till we get to the toppings. Mm. If you wanted to just use either canned or boxed chicken stock, or I I actually use the better than bouillon, too. Mm. I don't think it needs the the homemade stuff which is you know like liquid gold right Right. I mean I draw the line at like a powdered packet of ramen but yeah canned boxed or the better the bouillon it's all good so you add the chicken stock the salsa verde and then two cans of the white hominy or the pasoli and then she says one can of black beans I usually add two Mm. because people like black beans and that makes it stretch for a crowd. And you cook it for about 30 minutes. And here's the great thing. She's got a lot of salt. Ina likes salt. She likes butter and salt. That's what we love about her. I marinate the pork with some salt so I don't add any more. But then, you know, you've got this nice stewy mixture and then you basically take the tortilla chips. If there are any left from your piggy family, (laughs) you might want to buy two bags and put out the one as the sort of bait and switch. Right. You hide one and you give them the other one to eat and then you've got (laughs) yeah, little piggies. Anyway, then you put some tortilla chips. Now she actually has you put tortilla chips in in the soup or the stew Mm. we don't usually do that because over time it just it thickens it and they disappear so we usually just put it in the bottom of each bowl let everybody make their own ladle this delicious porky soupy beanie thing and then 
or you can put the tortilla chips and then put some cheddar cheese mm -hmm. and then put the soup on there and then all kinds of you know you can just kind of put out again this is for the family reunion crowd put out sour cream cut up avocado lime so good in this right. just brightens and I don't, I, there's very few recipes that aren't enhanced by lime and cilantro and this is definitely one of those and oddly she she's got avocado scallions radishes i don't usually put radishes on i that. think radishes are typically used for pork facility i think that's why and they have a nice color crunch that's true mm -hmm. but they're hard to get fresh cheddar cheese sour cream but yeah booty and i put definitely cilantro definitely lime cheese sour cream so good because everybody can customize it right. and put on what they want you right. know you just put everything out there <laughs> like mom used to make us curry i'm not even sure what the meat was for the curry there was i think a jar of spice called curry I mean, because normally curry is a mix of a bunch of different kinds of spices. Right. But in this case, it was pork or chicken. Curry powder. Yeah. No, curry powder. actually, she used to make it with leftover lamb. Oh. Like lamb was a special thing when right. we were growing up. Right. Which, sorry, mom. I never really liked it that much. But, mm. but then you could disguise it by rolling it in a bunch of curry powder. Right. But the great thing weren't so interested in the lamb, but the toppings, like the sweetened coconut, which I have never ever seen at an Indian restaurant. <laughs> it's American. Maybe like in a dessert, there might be a little sprinkling of coconut, but I don't think I've ever seen as a topping. <laughs> Peanuts, which I don't think I've ever seen. <laughs> or uh, raisins raisins were really good yeah all these things so like we never had coconut and raisins but when mom made lamb curry and then little piggies we would eat all of the toppings she'd make it with on rice and major grace chutney she would Ooh, so it was loved major grace she yeah. was like we were making sundays because it was like your your lamb was in the ice cream and then you were pouring jam and Jam, coconut, nuts. Yeah, we're like, all you need is a cherry on top. Yeah. It'd be really, really good if we didn't have to eat the lamb. I go to like BJ's and I got a big jar of cashews for one of the recipes in Hetty McKinnon's community. And I apparently I needed to label it do not eat because I'm saving this for a recipe, but I'll take a picture of it. We literally ate all the cashews to the point where. I didn't have enough for the recipe. <laughs> there's only two of us. We can't even blame it on our wayward son. He's like in college. You know, we can't. It's just us eating nuts that oh, were for a recipe that I never got to make. I have heard cashews are really good for you. <laughs> but it's like all those toppings, you're like, ooh. This is, we don't usually have this, so let's eat it. It reminds me of how mom, when we go to the grocery store, mom would be like, okay, these cookies need to last for a week. And they wouldn't even make it out of the car. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> because if you eat the whole package, then you can destroy the evidence. 
I'm like, what oh. cookies? <laughs> oh no, we forgot to get cookies. Yeah. <laughs> See, that was yeah. your son and your husband's mistake was bringing home half a bag of chips. Well, that often happens where my husband will come home and he'll have half a bag of chips. And I'll say to him, I told you about this. You really shouldn't buy open bags of chips at the <laughs> store. You don't know whose fingers have been in there. And he's always like, I know, I forgot. I didn't notice. And so we play this whole game of, you know, <laughs> buying of the open bag of chips. Anyway, pork pasoli, so good for big family get together, makes a lot. Yeah, probably makes enough for like 13 people. Yeah, yeah 13. Two. Yeah, you don't have to exclude anybody. You can... Last supper plus one, you know, or Loki. Loki could come and probably wouldn't kill anybody because you'd invited him. Yeah, he'd be so happy because it's pork pasoli. Because it's pork pasoli night. Ooh. Excellent recipe, Ina. And actually, I listen a lot to the David Chang podcast and he's a big fan of pork pasoli too. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I would say marinate, Ina, you need more spice. <laughs> marinate the pork. I'll put my mixture of spices in the show notes. But the other thing that's good about this is you can marinate the pork day or two before. Mm -hmm. And then the actual cooking of it in total maybe takes 45 minutes, an hour. You only, yeah. once you add all of the salsa verde and the chicken stock, you're only really cooking it for about a half an hour. I mean, it's basically you're chopping up the pork and the onions and the peppers. So there's, there's some chopping involved, but. Oh, that's another good point. You can chop up the onions and the peppers mm. while the pork is cooking. So right. by the time the pork is finished cooking, you've got all the other stuff ready. That's right. I do in. have a little hack for the onions. I might be able to find it and put it. I saw it on some cooking show where you keep the root part. So you cut the onion in half, but so you're slicing through the root in half. Oh. I'm not going to be able to make it comprehensible just with audio, but I'll put in this link or something. Yes. Let our listeners know that she's making various chopping <laughs> You chop, and you chop while we're speaking. <laughs> but yeah, it will all become clear. That was kind of like, oh my gosh, where was this for the past 30 years that I've been cooking? Mm. That oh, oh, makes it so much easier. That. And you can cut your onions very small if you have a sharp knife. You need to have a mm. sharp knife. Knives are very important. So highly recommend... The pork pasoli, great as we enter the season of potentially family reunions. Summer, it's a good summer thing too. It's good, you're not baking things. And, you know, once you have it made, you can just reheat it in the microwave. And it's really good. It doesn't need to be super hot. It can just be sort of room temperature. Well, Booty, what, what, what are you knitting? I made my son the Zion hat which I love this as a stash buster. So you're thinking, what am I going to do with these, these bits of yarn that I have left over from a sweater or whatever, and you can make a hat. I love Beautiful it. Beautiful colors. 
It's beautiful colors. I love the trees on it with the little bobbles for the yeah. branches and it looks very good on him. So a couple things after I knit it, for one thing, I thought, well, I'll make the ribbing longer so he can roll it up because the ribbing is beige and the rest of the hat is very colorful. It wound up being a lot of beige. So after I knit the hat up, I just went around with a crochet hook and added a little edge of the persimmon, which was the same mm. persimmon that you might remember. That, that looks really good. I really like that edge there. Technically, I did it backwards, but <laughs> I like it. It's it's fine. It, you know, has a little more texture this way. Yeah, so. I don't I don't really know how to crochet, so that would be hard for me. It's good to have a little bit of crochet skills for knitting. I can probably figure. I can probably put in a tutorial for that. I'm sure somebody out there has something. That was super fun. It's a fiddly thing because you've you've got a lot of color work going on. You never have more than two colors. Okay. I think there might have been one row that had three, but not much. So there was a lot kind of going on as you're knitting the whole thing. Oh, I didn't even show. I should show the inside. These are my floats. Oh yeah, I'll look at that. Of that. So, so it those... kind of starts with blue, and then you've got some green and yellow and then the persimmon orangey red at the top i'm a fan of the locked floats which is a another fiddly method you don't ever get a really long float i'm just worried that if i have a long float it's going to catch on something or it's going to be too tight and then the there won't be any give to the hat Mm. you do sound like grandma grandma remember how grandma used to like to sew hems oh um, yeah. like if you needed a hem sewn on a skirt or something and she always said the same thing well i hope you don't put your foot through it <laughs> her big fear with hems which but... is so funny because yeah those old style hems where you're just catching a little bit of the material in between and so it, it's invisible and now nobody does that. They just do the sewn in hem, which is fine. But every time I see a hem, I do, especially a hand sewn one, I always think of grandma. And I always think, well, I hope they don't put their foot through it. Well, <laughs> and the other thing with those, with kids, you know, you get a really long hem. And then as they grew, you could take it out and put it in. And yeah, nobody does it. Yeah. Mm. So fun. So, Bossy, what about you? Well, I have been working on, and this is, hopefully I've finished this by the time that mom hears this, but you remember the Louise Crowther Knitted Animal Friends, which we featured in our prepubescent episode 12, and our listeners, well, besides mom perhaps don't know that mom's spirit animal is a hedgehog. Do we know when she decided her spirit animal was a hedgehog or why? No, I don't. No, we don't. Nor are we able to research this on Wikipedia. It's oddly. <laughs> when and why? Let me text her. <laughs> Let me... Mom has been collecting hedgehogs for many years. And Louise Crowther has this 
excellent Holly the Hedgehog. She's very adorable. Right now, Mom's has no eyes or nose <laughs> or clothes. She's completely <laughs> naked. The other thing about Mom's Holly the Hedgehog is she's got arms like a linebacker. Um, <laughs> because I didn't realize, well, I was supposed to use size two needles. I didn't think I had size two needles. And I didn't want to go to the store in Colonial America where I live that doesn't have that. So I was using size three for the arms, which was where I started. And then I discovered that, in fact, I did have size two. So I used size three for right. the arms. <laughs> and then the rest of them, I used size two. And then when I sewed them together, I realized she's got arms like a linebacker. And the other thing is all the other patterns they have little adorable coats that might say cover your linebacker arms <laughs> not holly the hedgehog no <laughs> and why is that booty because holly the hedgehog has all of these little quills that you do not want to cover up with a little adorable coat <laughs> and can i tell you the quills so i mean i know booty told me a long time ago she said don't count your stitches. <laughs> or your quills. <laughs> or your quills. <laughs> this is like we're back to the arpeggio where every single <laughs> 280 stitches. We watched a couple of the John Wick movies. And I don't know if you've, if you've heard of the, the John Wick, but yeah. it's a Keanu Reeves. And yep. he basically kills tons of people everybody I feel, yeah i feel like there's a quill for every person he's killed <laughs> 289 <laughs> 280 quills so the way that you make this is you've got the brown part all of this you're knitting it flat and then you do a brown part with the quills and then the white and then the brown on the other side and then you sew it together but the quills are made by you cast on four stitches and then you cast off those stitches and that makes the little quill, which is very cool. You know, like if you're doing the brown part, you might say knit three and then you cast on four stitches and then you cast those off and that creates this little blip, a quill, a little bit like a giant wart. <laughs> But when you cover it with quilts, quilts. it's super it, cute. It doesn't look like warts. Anymore. Yeah. It looks like kind of like curly hair. It looks like curly hair. Yeah. Sure. But it took me so long to make all these quilts. Then I was looking at the pattern and I was like, well, wait a minute. I'm making all these quilts and then I'm going to make her panties. And nobody's going to know that there's quills under the panties right. so maybe i'll just maybe not make the quills but then i was like <laughs> but then she's gonna have a bare bottom right when she's naked when she's naked then just... you're gonna be like well where are her quills right can't take shortcuts you can't take shortcuts <laughs> don't be a stingy quill creator don't skimp on your quills so i didn't skimp Okay, true confessions. I had many thoughts of skimping. 
maybe I can cast on two stitches. I, I did have those thoughts. I was like, what's the difference between four and three or two? Yeah. Um, what's the difference between a bare-bottomed one? But I kept in mind mom in the hospital and that mm. this was going to be an important consolation for yes. her. So anyway, so I have finished Holly the Hedgehog and now I'm making her clothes and I bought the yarn for her clothes at All Wound Up. <laughs> and this is another lesson. <laughs> so booties lovely daughter was with us at Al Wand Up because what 18 year old doesn't want to go with her mother and her aunt to a knitting <laughs> store. So in an effort, feeling like I wanted to include her in this project, I said, what color do you think I should make the dress? Because it is the most adorable dress. It's got this leaf pattern at the bottom. It has a pinafore type top to show the quills. <laughs> right. Maximize yeah. your quill visibility. Maximize the quill visibility. Yeah. Erica's daughter picked out Linares Felicidad. It's superwash fine Uruguayan merino DK. And it's this orange color. It's <laughs> called Bahama Mama. <laughs> and this is why you don't like other people choose the yarn color. Let's just talk about this is not the first time this has happened because Bossy and my daughter went to the, the gem show together. My daughter was about maybe four or five and she picked out these huge gems that Bossy was supposed to make some kind of necklace i don't know I what don't know. yeah <laughs> it was like <laughs> what is anybody going to do with these you know uh so oh yeah. yeah and i tried to make the necklace and it like broke the thread <laughs> that i had and i had like you know <laughs> serious <laughs> jewelry stuff right but anyway so she picked out bahama mama which was this orange color and it was 30 dollars for a skein <laughs> Thirty dollars. That's that's like like for for hand dyed or you know, yeah, or a a little animal toy. That is generally not what I use. Yeah, because I was thinking this is great. This is I'll buy the sheepshes yarn, which by the way is five fifty a bottle. <laughs> so, yes, I mean you do need two, so it's like eleven dollars, but. <laughs> Well, and I'm thinking I one of the things I love about the animals is that they're good little stash busters, usually, right? Because right? right, you right. can, you know, you can sort of so I bought this. So I was like, Oh, I don't I don't know. Do you think orange? And she was like, Yeah, I think orange would be the best. And I was like, I don't know. And then she said, Why did you ask me if you <laughs> And this is always the problem. It's right. like you ask somebody for advice, but then you don't really want to take their advice. Right. So we're saying on the one hand, include people. So you don't yeah. have to. Invite then, Loki. <laughs> because the retaliation. Exactly. Don't ask Loki for advice on who should be killed. Or what color of yarn? Don't ask Loki. You know, let him. Yeah. I got this orange. 
And then I was like, well, what about if we add a little bit of green? And the other thing was I had to wind it, which <laughs> is like a whole project for me. I have to get out the winder. So I started the dress and the Bahama Mama Linares Felicidad. It is an awesome color. And I was like, damn it. She was right. <laughs> oh, now we but, have it recorded. Never going to hear uh, it. I know. I hope she's not going to listen to this. She doesn't generally listen to this stuff, does she? I don't know. But anyway, it was kind of this perfect sort of teenage moment where she said to me, if you're not going to follow my advice, why did you ask me? <laughs> and then she was right. It is beautiful. And then she was right. It is gorgeous. And it just goes so well with the, the colors of the hedgehog, too. Like, yes. Gives it that little pop of color. So adorable. So she was right. It was totally my failure of imagination <laughs> and cheapness. Well, two things. Yeah. Mm, it's easy to say, oh, you should get the most expensive one when you're not the one buying it. Yep. Pretty Unless. soon, mom's hedgehog will have eyes. <laughs> hoping to get going on that. I did buy the eyes and a nose. And hopefully, pretty soon, she'll have clothes too and little adorable panties and, mm. and Mary Jane shoes. The shoes are just so cute. So that is mom's consolation. How, how is mom doing? A mom update. Mom update. Mom is doing really well. She's doing a lot of physical therapy, occupational therapy, and she's using a walker for now, but hopefully she'll get back to just being walking on her own. And she's getting there, working hard. So. Well, I have no doubt that a hand-knit hedgehog will inspire her to even greater heights in her recovery. I'll hold it out in front of her and be like, here, come get Here, come get a little bit closer. A little bit, five yeah. more steps. Five more yeah. steps. A few more steps. A few more steps. A few more steps. Yep. Well, do it, Mom. We yeah. believe in you. But no, we're very proud of Mom. So what did we learn from this episode well first of all invite everybody and invite them over for pork pasoli because that feeds a crowd and you can include loki and the witch <laughs> from sleeping beauty everybody should come for pork pasoli yes um yes and if you're making a hedgehog with hundreds of quills <laughs> don't count how many you've made and don't skimp on the quills it will look so fabulous i know it's it's true well these are labors of love and i will continue to plow away at the hedgehog's clothes the the hedgehog has no clothes but soon she will i guess it's time to say booty whatever you do don't knit like like my sister hedgehog and do check out the show notes at bootyandbossy.com where we will be able to post the recipe for this one. 